privilege to be here and I do daughters really well, so I'm gonna to relate to you as if you were my daughters this morning. So I wouldn't tell you anything that I wouldn't tell my own children, and I do tell my children things over and over again. So even at 27 and 24 and 22, I have to gently remind them things. Um, I do have 10 J High boys coming to my house this weekend for Disciple Now. Why they gave me boys, I do not know, because I don't do boys. Y'all may do boys, but I do girls well, so God is going to still grow me this weekend because I've got to take care of uh, 10 junior high boys. So I say, Cliff, that's 10 boys? So y'all might want to pray for me this weekend doing 10 uh, junior high boys at my house all weekend. So first I want to start with prayer. So we can just pause for a moment. Dear sweet Jesus, I just thank you for this beautiful Friday. I thank you for every woman that is here. And I just pray that when they leave here, that there's something that I've said that you've laid on my heart to encourage them in their marriage, that they can just show the love and respect to their spouse. But most of all, Lord, I pray that as a believer, that we can just have our first relationship is, is you, Lord, and our husbands are second. So, Lord, I just pray this morning that our my words would just fall on open ears and hearts and that they can just truly see what it is to to be have that covenant marriage. You know, I just want to praise you for each lady that is here today, that we would just have a sweet time of fellowship in your precious name. Amen. Um, I want to encourage you in your marriage because marriage is hard. As you all know, that every day there's something different that you have to go through, and marriage is hard. But first, I want to start with, um, there was, in the beginning, um, God created man and woman. So, but first, before... I want to tell you something practical because I want to be very, I'm a very practical person. And I think if you would set aside, I know that y'all are very busy and hurried, but if you will just set aside 10 to 15 minutes to start your day with prayer. And in that, if you would start with just praising God, confession, and petition, and then pray for your spouse. Are you praying for your spouse? If you're not praying for them, nobody else is. If you're not praying for your children, nobody else is. And so, first off, make that time to pray for him daily. And if you, if you say, oh, Michelle, I don't have that time to get up in the morning. Sometime during the day, after you've dropped your kids off, if you're behind the wheel, don't turn the radio on. Use that time to pray for your spouse and your children. Pray for your children's spouses right now. So pray for that godly man. Because even if you don't pray that, God has it on his tablet. If you pray it for years and don't pick it back up, but continue to pray for your spouse daily. And if you go to the Lord every morning, the sweet thing about that is when you meet people, they're going to see the Holy Spirit. They're not going to see you. They're going to see the Holy Spirit. So every morning I text the girls a scripture, and I end it with, be extraordinary. Let others see Jesus in you. So if you look for ways to be extraordinary all day long, your day's going to be good. Even on the days that you think you're having a bad day, if you're looking for ways to be extraordinary, you're going to have a good day. So I'm going to start with um, Genesis, and you're probably thinking, where is she going with this? Well, there's a plan here. Well, in Genesis 1:27, God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. He created male and female. And then uh, Genesis 2:7, then the Lord formed man of dust, from the ground, it breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and man became a living being. And it gets better. Genesis 2, 20. Uh, 2. The Lord fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from man and brought her to the man. 
And you know, Adam was so excited, he wrote a poem. He got butterflies. I hope y'all get butterflies when you see your husband and not in the knot, but he got butterflies and he said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. So you know what Jesus and God thought? We're gonna create Adam and Eve. Oh, y'all love some Ken and Barbie. Don't y'all wish we looked like this right now? You know, y'all thinking, mm, she's so pretty, but we know life is messy. She's gonna get, her, her hair's gonna get messed up, and she might have formula on her one day, or throw up, or just whatever y'all get every morning, peanut butter maybe. And Adam, mm, we love some Adam. He's, don't you wish your man still looked like this, and you looked like this? Yeah, this is good. So we're gonna have a fun talk on marriage, because you know what? Life should be filled with laughter. There is nothing that you're going through that you cannot stop and pause because if you have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, your first relationship is with Jesus. Second is with your spouse. So, what's your first relationship is Christ and second is this good-looking guy. So, whoever your husband is, he's good-looking. This is him. This is your husband right here. So, I thought y'all would enjoy Ken and Barbie because y'all probably have Ken and Barbie at home. Or if not, you haven't got to that stage, you one day will have them there. So I, the main thing is just really, you know, we're here. I'm, I want to encourage you not to get everything you need from Ken. You're, I'm going to call Ken your spouse. So whatever your spouse's name, this is him. First, get you what you need from your Heavenly Father. And then when you are fulfilled, then you're going to complete your spouse. So enjoy this relationship, but know first that I want it to come from from Jesus and not your spouse. And the greatest gift that you're going to give your children is a solid marriage. You're thinking, it's going to be a college education. It's a car. It's braces. It's an education. No, it's not. Your greatest gift that you're going to give your children is a healthy, solid marriage, a relationship. So this is what your children are seeing every day. So this is what they're looking at. And what is marriage? It is a commitment. It's a vow that you take before the Lord. And there are days that you show lots of grace, and then lots of forgiveness. You have to be tolerant. You know, maybe your, your husband left every kitchen cabinet open this morning. You know, you're going, really, you can't close the cabinet? You know, well, you know what, instead of getting upset, what do you do? You just go up there and close the kitchen, just close it. Or if your dishwasher says it's clean and he walks away and doesn't empty the dishes, you wanna say, hey, baby, when that light's green, that means they're, they're clean, you can put them away. You know, instead of getting upset with them, just tell them. Hey, you know, the dishwasher's empty. You can put your dishes in there. So why get wigged out over something like that? There's nothing worth getting wigged out about. So just use your words and tell them. So, and go into a marriage with thinking it's a biblical marriage. There's no divorce. And you're going to say, well, there are cases for the divorce. We all know there are probably some biblical cases. But I'm saying just because one day you don't feel good, you don't feel fulfilled, or you're not happy, there's nowhere where it says you've got to be happy every day. Or, but if, you're making, if you want Ken to make you fulfilled every day, you're looking to the wrong person. Only Christ is going to make you fulfilled every day and special. And I want to talk about the word intentional and unintentional. You know, your husband doesn't wake up in the morning thinking, I'm just going to irritate her and mash all her buttons. I mean, you may think he does, but he doesn't. Men don't think that way. You know, you know you're like, he didn't put that recycling at the road. Today's Friday. Well, you know what? Why can't you roll it down to the road the night before? And don't, go, don't pick that battle. Don't go there. 
or say, hey, hey, sweetie, today's Friday. You think you could roll the recycle, the green can? My husband's colorblind, so I have to tell him what color. I say, the green one, the one in between the cars. Can you roll it down? I love to. All you have to do is ask. So ask him instead of thinking that he intentionally, you know, leaves his clothes out or whatever your husband does that irritates you. He doesn't intentionally do that. You know, and so just like you don't, there's a difference in unintentional and intentional. So don't look for ways to be upset every day. You know, just use your words to say, hey, you think you could, whatever it is that you think he's doing that's intentional, he may not even be aware of it. So I'm going to go to the words, and you, you're going to answer these questions also. I took a different slide on it. You're going to have some questions that you're going to answer. And with my daughter, sometimes I have to tell them over and over and over. So I think if we go over these questions, then you can really kind of reflect. And I asked the word, what one word best describes your marriage? I had the opportunity to, when I was working on this this week, to text my girls and said, hey, what one word best describes a marriage? And so the 27-year-old said laughter. She said, I love that y'all laugh at each other. She goes, you don't take yourself too serious. She said, you just laugh at each other. So there is nothing in this life that is that serious that you can't laugh at each other. I mean, find laughter in your marriage. And then our 24-year-old said, respect, love, and trust. And so I'm thinking, that is sweet. And then my 22-year-old, who hears music that nobody else hears, said, uh, I love it that y'all are besties. And what she means by that is that we work out together every day. So if you're saying, I'm not going to work out with my husband, why not? Why can't you work out with your husband? Find, I mean, when you got married, I mean, you saw something in this man that was so attractive that you said, I do. You didn't just say yes to this dress, you know. You said yes to this man forever, till death do us part. So why wouldn't he be your best friend? Find things that you can do together. His passion, your passions, and blend them together. And then... You know, are you able to laugh? You know, I'm sorry, I have bad allergies. Um, be able to laugh at yourself and show respect, but most of all, have a sense of humor at each other. And then um, I wanted to read Proverbs 31, where it says about a helpmate, because if you remember in uh, Genesis um, uh, 2.20, it said, The man gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the sky, and to every beast of the field, but for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him. So there we have it in Genesis 2:20, a helper. So we've, we've established that we are, we are the helper. And by that saying that, it says, what are you doing to be a helper? Well, I looked up um, Proverbs, and you can find this in um, chapter 3 and verse 10. And this describes a worthy woman, an excellent wife who can find her worthy is far beyond jewels. And then she does this. Verse 25 and 31, strength and dignity are clothing. She smiles at the future. Did y'all get up smiling this morning at your day? I hope you did. And then some person says she laughs. You should be able to laugh at the future instead of going, oh, my God, today's Friday. i got to take those cupcakes to school. i got to go to the grocery store. You want to smile at your future. And it says she opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household. And then verse 30, charm is deceitful, beauty is in vain, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. So here we have it, her, her words are kind and gentle. Uh, she's looking for ways, she owns real estate, she's in business. 
So I'm going to give you a little practical help about being uh, helpful. Do you whine and complain? If you do, stop. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I never allow my kids to whine, so don't whine. Just, it's not attractive. Um, and don't complain. You know, if you say, my husband, he can't fix things. My man has never been a, uh, he, no, no. I have, uh, in my contact, you will see an electrician, a plumber, the, every, every helper I need. You know what you do? You just call. You know, you need a plumber? Then call one. If you need an electrician, call one. You need a roofer? Call them. But don't expect your husband to be something that he's not. And you're smart that you can just call somebody and ask for help. If you need a new washer and dryer, you say, hey, Cliff, my washer ran out. Well, how much can I spend? Go buy one. Don't just say, wait till he gets home and drag him out in the cold. You know what? Y'all are very intelligent women. Execute things. So go and, and do what you need to do. I'm a strong Southern woman. I believe in being independent and not just being, do not be a needy chick. It's what I've always told my children. Don't be a needy chick where everything is like, you need some new tires? Go right over here to Plaza Tires and, and get them. You know, why, why can't you do that? You need your oil changed? Go do it. I mean, why would you want your husband's only day off to be doing that when you could be doing something fun together? You're going, well, you don't understand. I've got two, four, and six-year-old. I understand. I had a newborn, an 18-month-old, and a four-year-old. And my husband worked every other weekend, all Saturday and Sunday, because we used to be in the funeral business. So, baby, you're not telling me anything. You know, load them up and take them with you. You know, execute. So, and ask your, something, ask your husband. Uh, if you ask him for, there's something you want at your house, say, hey, can I have some new, I'm just going to throw something out there, granite tile. And he says, well, I can't do that right now, but I'll get it to you. Don't bring it back up. Leave it there. You know, don't nag him every week, every month, every, just say, he, he will get that to you. You have the right as a, as a wife to petition him. May I have whatever it is you want in your house? I don't know. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out because I'm, that's an easy example, whether it's kitchen counters or, but don't nag. That is not an attractive trait. Just leave it with him. And, you know, he loves you. He will get that to you when he can. It may not be in the next year, but he, he's in his mind. He's thinking, okay, I'm, I want to help her. I'm going to get that for her. So please don't be a nagging wife. And then, also, um, when your husband comes home, heaven where he walks into a calm household. You know what I would love nothing better? Um, let's see if I can find for y'all. Um, well, I don't know. Here it is. Is that, don't you want to have a, a lovely dinner at night when your husband comes home? You're going, I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to clean. Well, you know what you do. You know, so you can't go out. But why can't you make your dinner a romantic dinner and you have your children think, we had a special dinner every night. So there are things you can do to make your, to be a helper. And then I kind of got carried away on this one. I'm going to ask you, what can you do to protect your marriage? And you're going, I don't need to protect my marriage. Yes, you do. You need to be praying every day. Uh, and this is what I pray. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you know, keep Satan away from my husband, you know, my children. And I pray that my children are all far away. One lives in New Orleans, one lives in Jackson, Mississippi, and one lives in Oxford. So I ask in Jesus' name, I say, would you bind up Satan from their uh, sorority room, their apartment, their car, their house. One, my one daughter has been hit five times in New Orleans. And I actually had to land from a trip and drive at 2 in the morning to New Orleans because she had 
gotten her car teetotaled, and I'm, I'm like T-boned, and I'm thinking, but God, I prayed that, that you protect her car, and he goes, I did. She did. She walked away from that wreck. Her car didn't, but she did. So, you know, you have to pray in Jesus' name. You bind Satan up, and you're going, because Satan is alive and well. He loves nothing more than to destroy a, a godly marriage. So pray daily for, your, for that. Okay, um, I want you to do your hair and makeup every day for your spouse. You know, be attractive. Be your best. Dress up for your man. Stay physically attractive. Work out. And if you say, you know, I don't know where this woman's coming from because I don't have time to work out. You know what? How much time are you spending? And I might step on some toes, and if I do, I'll just apologize ahead of time. Uh, but I, I think, that, once again, I'm going to talk to you if you were my daughter, so that's the only way I need to know how to talk. Um, is how much time do you spend on Facebook? How much time do you spend on TV? How much time do you spend on social media? Fast from those things. Don't turn your TV on. If you know, if you go to that computer, if you get on Facebook, that you're gonna stay there two hours, you know, it's real simple. Don't go there. Don't do it. I'm not on Facebook because God convicted me a few years ago not to be on it. And that's not, that God, that's conviction, that's between me and the Lord. You know, you all have your different convictions. But if you find any behavior that is addictive, then you need to ask God to help you stop it. You know, because that two hours that you spend on Facebook or TV, computer, you could be, how about cleaning your house? How about cooking a meal? How about doing your laundry? So, I mean, because right now you're doing the most important job. Those pictures on Facebook, really? Let it go. Don't go there. Social media, don't go there. So. Be disciplined in your daily life. Continue to grow. Have dates. I hope y'all all have had a date this week. I got to go to Outback earlier this week on a Wednesday night. And be best friends. You're going, I don't want to be his best friend. Well, then why did you marry him? You know? And never, ever, this, this is a kind of a pet peeve of mine, speak ill of your spouse. Really? Why would you say something unkind about your spouse? You know, that's when this relationship with Christ comes in. If you need to speak to someone, you tell Jesus. Hey, Jesus, he is irritating me. I don't love him today. I don't like him today. Don't ever say those words to anyone but to your Heavenly Father. That's the only person who ever needs to know that. So, please do not speak ill of your spouse. And study your spouse. What's his love language? You know, is, is it gift-giving? Is it quality time? Know your spouse's love language because... If, he, if, you, if you're missing each other's love language, then, you're, then it's going to be hard because you're not going to... He, you, you think he's not showing you love, and you think he's not showing you love. So no, study your spouse. Be slow to anger. Oh, girls, be slow to anger. Take the emotion out of it. I always tell my girls, talk to me, but take the emotion out of it. And when you speak, when you disagree, speak slowly. Don't just kind of rattle some stuff off that you can't say because you have to guard your tongue. So if this is an issue with you, I'm, I'm, I don't know any of y'all's marriage, and I, I just know a few of you, but so I'm not, I'm just, this is just practical advice. You can't take back words once they're said. They're said. They're out there. And communication is the key to marital happiness. If you're upset, tell him in a calm, loving voice. Just speak the words gently. And don't keep secrets. If there's something you need from your spouse, ask him. Ask for help. And don't argue, yell, or cuss. And you're going, why would she say that? Because my husband happens to counsel a lot of young couples. And 
there's times when he'll get a phone call at 10 o'clock at night, and I hear him say, you need to go home. Go home. I'm going, what? I'm going, who are you telling that to? He goes, well, this is a young man, and his wife is yelling and cussing. I'm going, no, she's the most godly woman I know at our church. She can show her butt at home. And I'm telling you, if that's you, stop. Just stop. Because that is not what God intended marriage to be about. And God has really laid that on my heart and wrestled because my husband has been counseling some young married couples. It breaks my heart that someone would speak to someone that way. I mean, just coming out, it makes me sick at my stomach to think that you would yell and cuss and argue to this man that you once thought was the best man God ever made you. So if you have a problem with that, please ask God to change your language, to hold your tongue. So work on, if that's, I'm not saying this is anybody's problem, but I'm saying watch your tongue. And be a blessing. How about waking up in the morning and be a blessing to one another and look for ways to build your spouse up. Encourage your spouse. Tell him what you love most about him. Just how about those sweet words? Take vacation together once a year, just you two. And you're going, Michelle, I can't afford that. Well, then just go on a short weekend. But you need to spend time just with you and your spouse. No children, no mother-in-laws, no mother, just you and your spouse. Make time for that. And let him know that, um, show him every day when he's looking and you show him respect. And it's going to just show love and respect to one another. And if you think, I can't do any of that she's talking about, because my life is so cluttered up. Well, what's cluttered? If your house is cluttered, declutter it. If your car's cluttered, I don't know what y'all's cars look like, but if it's cluttered, clean them out. Because the way your car looks is the way your house looks. It might be the way your marriage looks. Mm-hmm. So nothing should be in your car. If, you have, if, somebody, if I come get in your car and you go, oh, I'm so sorry, those french fries from McDonald's, those were two weeks ago, or that was last week's, you know what? When you get out of the car, how about... Everybody take everything that they brought in and clean your car out, you know, and you're going, she is so far off base. Baby, I'm 52, I'm not off base. I've lived it, and, I, and I'm not an expert. I've just lived a little longer. So clean up your life. Is your car clean? I'm not going to go with any of y'all to check your car out. Don't worry, I'm not going to check your car out today. Um, that's your own business. But, you know, if your car looks like that, does your house look like that? Do your finances look like that? Stop and take a deep breath and say, I want to breathe. Because if, if all that's that, that, if that looks like that, your marriage probably looks like that. Going, whoa, you know, I mean, this, this, she just probably, she's just a wreck. You know, this is just one hot mess. If, if you're one hot mess, clean it up. So I'm sorry I'm not giving y'all any sympathy. I do not give my own children, girls, sympathy, and they will all tell you that I am hard on them. So sometimes you, gotta, you just need to hear it. And I pray, if you're not in love with your husband, pray and ask God to help you fall in love with your husband. And you're going, you know, what is she talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about. So you ask God daily to help you fall in love and find an attribute about that man that will make you fall in love with him all over again. Because at one time, you did think he was all that because you said, I do. So ask to fall in love. If you disagree, do not do it in front of your children. No, don't, don't do that. Find a quiet time when, when they're away from you and just discuss it quietly. You know, don't, there's no words that take the emotion. You know, just say, hey, you know, you, you've really hurt my feelings. You do that. Do it privately. Dinner time. 
You see this? Why can't you light two candles every night and have can And you're going, no, I don't care if it's mac and cheese or grilled cheese or can of tomato soup. Have that time. Guard this time. This is your family. God gave you the greatest gift. He gave you your spouse, and he gave you your children. Make this a special time. Prepare a meal. You're going, I don't have time to cook. Well, then that is your own fault. If you can't go through eight hours a day without finding time to prepare a meal, really? Two pieces of bread and cheese and tomato soup, if that's the best you got that day, then that's the best you got. It's okay. And use your time wisely. So when you go home, you think, oh, I'm going to go get on the computer. I'm thinking, don't get on that computer until your laundry is done. How about don't turn that TV on until you've vacuumed? And I'm not telling you have to clean every day. The way I would do it is 30 minutes a day, I do something. One day I might do toilets. Yes, I do clean my own house. Uh, one day I might dust. One day I might vacuum. But I do laundry every day just because I was used to having three kids, five people. Every time everybody took off one load, of, that was a load of clothes. So I do laundry every day, and I can't seem to break the habit. Uh, so why would you not, you know, if you're cooking dinner, go throw a load in. There's no reason why you should have ten loads of laundry to do. Just execute. And above all else, show respect and love. So that, that list was long, and I'm sorry, but I just, I, I, I kept writing. I'm going, ooh, ooh, I got a lot to tell them on that one. Um, okay, what can you do to make your home a sanctuary? Recently, uh, my home, my sanctuary was rocked. And you're going, this lady doesn't have any idea. She's standing up there, and she doesn't have any kids at home. And I will tell you, in the last 10 months, one phone call can change your life. June of this year, my mother called me and said she had cancer. I get home from um, uh, a mission trip in New York City in West Point. I come home to get ready to pack to go take care of my mother, and there's a guy knocking, staring at our, staring at Cliff and I, saying, "Hey, we've been looking at your yard and your house. Um, Steve, uh, 20th Century Fox, can we come look at your house?" Now we are soaking wet. Because we we're, we're we've been gone for two weeks, I'm getting ready to be gone indefinitely. So he comes and looks at our house. He goes, hey, I've got a director. Can't, and then next thing I know, another band load of people's coming. To make a long story short, we had Gone Girl filmed at our house. So I did Gone Girl Hollywood and Cancer. But let me back up a month before that. I had a phone call from our 27-year-old on a Sunday night who was engaged. And she said... Hey, Mom, I'm making a mistake. Ooh, that wedding is planned. The wedding dress is bought. And I said, well, baby, you know, you might want to reconsider. That's all I said. Two days later, two, yeah, I'm having a roof put on the house, 10 people on my roof. Uh, my dog just had uh, knee surgery and a cast. And a man saying, ma'am, where's your breaker? I need to turn your breaker off. And I was like, and then I answered the phone. And I go, I called the wedding off. And I was like, ooh. So I, I go down, turn my breaker off, and come back, and Brett still doesn't even know I haven't been listening. And I hear this, I'm so sorry, will you ever forgive me? I didn't listen. And I said, baby, I forgave you a long time ago. So May, I lost $10,000 on a wedding that I canceled. June, my mother has stage three lung cancer, and I dealt with Hollywood. So my poodle's on calming medicine to this day, and she may never be the same. My hair's falling out, and it's never going to be the same, no matter how much Aveda shampoo I use. And um, lost down to 100 pounds, and I've um, 
and I realized that my sanctuary was rocked. So girls, I don't think y'all have done anything the last 10 months that I haven't done. You know, canceled a, planned a wedding, canceled a wedding. I spent the whole month of November in MD Anderson. I'm leaving uh, in a week and a half to go back to MD Anderson for two weeks to take care of my mom. And so if I can stand before you right now and tell you that life is full of laughter and to be joyful always, please listen to a, a, an older woman, 52 years old, going, there's blessings in this. So your sanctuary will be rocked, but you can do something to make your husband want to come home. You know, I have friends say, oh, I just cringe when I hear that garage door open. I'm going, that is something wrong. Y'all are sick if you cringe when that garage door opens. You ought to be getting butterflies thinking, my man's home. He's home. You know, protect that time. And we did something when the girls were little that when Cliff first come home, and Deb will remember this from growing kids, it's called sofa time. When your husband comes home, let him come talk to you for 15 to 30 minutes let him talk to you. So you're establishing that relationship over your children. Your children are seeing, hey, my mom and dad love each other. She's first in his life. And so, and they all, but you need that 15 to 30 minutes to have eye contact just with your spouse. So really work on that. And if you need to, you can say, she's crazy. How can I talk to my husband for 15, 30 minutes when he first gets home? He doesn't want to talk. Practice it. Just try it. Just, just try it. And then, I'm going to ask you, um, what are you doing to keep the romance in your marriage? And you're going, oh, she's not going there on that one. You know what? God created this beautiful image, and he created us to, to be intimate, to desire. And, you know, you should be intimate with your spouse, you know. And I'm not even going to go there with that on this, but I, it is just one of those things whether you should love this person and desire them. Your husband should desire you. So that is part of marriage. So I want you to know you need to protect that in your marriage. So that I would be amiss if I didn't let you know that you should desire. I want you to get butterflies. When I asked my daughter why she, she said, Mom, I'm in love. She goes, I love him. I'm not in love. I said, okay, I can appreciate that. She goes, I want to get butterflies. I'm going, okay, I get that. So I'm going to ask you today, does your husband give you butterflies? If he doesn't work on it you know but I had this and yes um, that was a tough lesson for her to learn but it was much better for us to lose the money and I do have this designer wedding gown in my dress in my closet in a box so every time I walk in that closet I see it I have to laugh I'm going oh God you save us from ourselves sometimes so learn to laugh and the next one is what words would your children best describe your marriage that's a tough one isn't it if your children were old enough, I know they're not 27, 24, and 22, but what words would they use? And it, it makes a big difference. So what are you doing right now in front of your children? What are you doing? What are you saying? How are you reacting to your spouse? And you know what? You, are, it, you don't realize it, but what you're doing right now, you're making a lasting impact. You're thinking, no, no I'm not. They're two and four. They're not going to remember. They'll remember. They will remember. So what are you doing right now in front of your children? And I recently asked our girls again, and Sarah's told me this. She said, I like how you value family time. Dinner together every night and time to be together and you do things together. So are you valuing family time? Do you love to hang out with your husband? So, and we always guarded this. This, this is our sanctuary, this time. There's no TV on. There's no telephone. You don't answer the phone. 
This your children will remember. Uh, Mary Catherine said, I like how I've never heard y'all fight like my friends, and she's a uh, senior in college, and I've never known if y'all gotten mad at each other. And you're going, you know what, that's not true. She can't be that way. It's a choice you make. If you choose not to go there, I grew up with, you're going, I grew up with a father who had a very bad temper, very explosive. When I said, I do, I knew I never, ever wanted to hear a voice raised. I had the most godly mother, that God is, is precious. But, so you make that choice. If you're in a cycle, if your parents argue, your grandparents, and if you argue, stop. Just stop. It's a choice you make. You don't have to bring that, whatever you had in your childhood, don't bring that into your present day marriage. Make a deliberate choice not to do that. And you're going, she is so far off. No, I'm not, because you don't know what I grew up in. You're thinking, I grew up in the dysfunctional family. So did I. But you know what? By the grace of God, you make a choice. So if you are arguing in front of your kids, stop. So, I mean, you don't realize it makes them all balled up and nervous. Please don't do that. So if you want to disagree with your husband, do it in private. And show respect. And Brett's was that I show respect, that I always stay in the boundaries. Always color in line, you know. So sometimes we want to get out of line. You think, oh, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah, I, 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 sometimes that I do that. I'll make purchases and say, yes, I bought the girls this, you know. But, you know, that is something that stay within your boundaries. If your husband says, hey, you got, you know, $400 this month to spend on whatever, don't go over that. That shows respect. To a man, that is, that's respectful when you, when you do that. So truly show respect on that. Um, and then in closing, uh, I want you to, um, you want to the words respect and submit to you. And you know, I'm thinking, okay, respect. And respect means being a role model in front of your children. You know, what type of, your children are looking to you every day. What is her language like to my dad? How is she reacting? If you're disrespectful to your husband, you know what? Your kids are going to be disrespectful. Not only to your, will they be disrespectful to your husband, but they're going to be disrespectful to other adults. So check your own behavior. And if you're late, then your kids are going to be late. If you're disorganized, your kids will be disorganized. So stop and pause right now because your behavior that you're modeling in front of your children, it does make a difference. And submit. Oh, we don't like that word, do we? Mm-mm. That's a tough word. I will tell you that once I submitted in my marriage, it became fabulous. And you're going, I am not going to submit to him. Well, the day you do, you'll have a fabulous marriage. So work on that word, submit. And that's not that he's going to just be pounding and tell you everything you can do. Submit means that you honor him, you look to him, you refer to him. So it's, it's not a bad word. And I want to tell you that when you're, um, so many times I think we're super moms, we think that we have to do it all. We have to, if, what would you do if you, just, if, your, if you backed off and said, sweetie, why don't you put the kids to bed tonight? You go read in the bedtime story and pray with them. Allow your husband to be part of their lives. So in your marriage, back off and allow your husbands to be part of your children's lives because it's so important because our children, I mean, our oldest daughter recently um, had go th- 
what you don't realize right now is the relationship they're forming with males, if you have females, they can relate to males, other males. And if you build that strong relationship, then our daughter recently uh, was flown to Austin, Texas for an interview. It was between her and two 40-year-old men who had probably 20 years experience more than her, and she's 27, and she got the job. And it's a big job. But the reason I tell you that is because she had a healthy relationship with her father. I always would back off, you know, at, at bedtime or let them have dates. So if you have a little girl, allow them to develop a relationship with her father so that when they walk into that room with a vice president of a huge Fortune 500 company, they feel comfortable with, it, with a male, that they can have her, that they know how, the confidence. So don't cripple them and always, you know, do it for you. Back off. So just truly back off. And I want to close with 1 Thessalonians 5.16. And it is, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you. And ladies, if you can rejoice always, there is nothing in this life worth getting so wigged out about and using hurtful words, if you just rejoice always and pray always. I mean, just, hey, God, today's Friday. I'm going to do Friday all day long and, and enjoy it and look for ways to be extraordinary. So I, I hope that you will find the joy in your marriage and you're thinking there's no joy. Then you know what? Pray and ask God to help you have that joy. So we're going to close with a word of prayer. Oh, sweet Jesus, I'm so thankful that uh, each of these women are here. I don't know their marriages or their circumstances, but you do. As a Jesus follower, believer, uh, I just pray that um, the words would have fallen on sweet ears. And if we have any unbelievers, Lord, I just pray that they can just see you for who they are and that um, their marriage can be changed by praying for their spouse and praying for their children. And I pray for each of them and their husbands that they can fall in love in a, just a sweet way, a, a way that you created man and woman, because you, you want us to have the intimate relationship with you. But most of all, Lord, I pray a blessing over each of these marriages, that they will just find a sweet, romantic way today to, to fall in love and to encourage, but most of all, to be the best helpmate they can be. In your son's precious name, amen. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Mm -hmm.